You know, no one ever is going to say it's easy to raise kids, all right? And not everyone finds a good platform to talk about raising their kids. But on this show, we got it, all right? Welcome to another episode of Parents Just Won't Shut Up. And it's a thing where we talk about um, what it's like to have kids and do great things with them. Because all kids are great. I mean, they can be assholes, but they're great. We can be pissed off at them, but they're still great. And it's our job to relay that message. So again, welcome to another episode of Parents Just Won't Shut Up. Now shut up and listen to this episode. Have a good day. It's funny because uh, with Allison joining the band recently, she's uh, new to singing into a microphone, you know, so she like tends to do that as well. Like she'll be singing, like getting like, no, you don't pull the mic away, away uh, the, the microphone away from your face. Yeah. It's so, like I kind of, I've developed this kind of magnetic sort of like technique where like I just know my, my nose needs to be on top of it the whole time. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. If you just do that. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, if it's like there, you're you're solid the whole time. Yeah. No, that's like, that's life-changing for me. <laughs> All right, well, how old's your kid? He's five. He's five, and you only have one kid? Just the one, yeah. Okay, so my last interview was ridiculous compared to what yours is going to be. Okay. Because I have a feeling that you just come from a great, loving, which is what I want. I, I want to hear everything, right? I'm oh, going to have yeah. people that are going to like, we're divorced, but we're co-parents. I'm going to have people that were we're divorced, but we hate each other. <laughs> I, I'm on that spectrum. I don't hate my ex, but she sure as hell hates me. Yeah. You yeah. know? But um, but no, no, no. So I want to talk to people just about all the feelings and different emotions you got and how ready were you? Was it planned? You know? And, and first off, how old are you now? I am 33. Okay, perfect. So how old were you whenever you had your kid? Uh, 28. 28. There you go. So that's a mature age. I was 18, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I was hoping for kids a little younger i was uh actually remarried you know i I got married at 21 like a doofus and oh yeah you know didn't really love my ex-wife just felt like that was the next step right because like you were with somebody for eight years like i guess we get married yeah yeah yeah. y'all were the teenagers you got together yeah yeah we were we were in high school sweethearts or whatever you call it and just kind of you know settling we both settled i mean i I'm sure she did the same thing. We we're both kind of just like, hey, yeah. And it was like one of those things where we were friends before, you know, yeah. and we actually had no romantic interest in each other. And then we like said, you know what? Let's just try this because, why yeah, not? why not? And yeah. then it's kind of that thing where it's like, you know, they're kind of your homie, yeah. So like, it's not that bad ever. But then you realize like, I'm not really chemically or like not really romantically attracted to you. Yeah. And then eight years go by and you're like, well, why am I doing this? No, no, no. I was the same way. <laughs> yeah. I was with my, my, my wife, my first wife, not my wife now, but my, my first wife was, uh, we met at a really young age and just kind of partied a lot. And we just kind of were in the circle. Yeah. And, and, then, and then it just kind of, my partying and her partying, we just gravitated together. And, that's and the that thing, became like, love, but it wasn't really love. It was just familiarity and like, it was just like a lot of just, I mean, there's really, I mean, it's more complex than just a simple like, you know, friendship and familiarity, but like it just, we developed like our 
you know, bad habits together, like oh, yeah. excuses for each other. And it was easy to kind of, I mean, I almost, almost like miraculously got out of that. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I've said this, you know, I mean, this isn't this kind of podcast, but I mean, I've said this before, like, um, I, I did some psychedelics when I was around the time I left her and I realized I was like, wait, I'm like really just settling. My whole brain just got like, I, you know, you step outside of yourself. Yeah. Like, wait, what am I doing? Yeah. And I always say if I hadn't done that, I might still be there. I might have kids with her and just like be living this like terrible, like cliche, miserable, you yeah. know, lower high school. Yeah. Yeah. Life, oh, I, I totally I mean? feel you. The whole high school sweetheart thing. Yeah. And that, and so, and that's what the funny part about, about my marriage now is that we, we knew that's where we met was in high school. And then it was, 20 years later, we yeah. decided that we really did like each other and we I'm, just were friends. So, and that to me just is like, it's still, I'm still like, I s- still laugh about the fact that we're married. Yeah. You know? Well, it's, and that's, I've seen that kind of trend. Like, I mean, even on the Facebook side, like I see a lot of my high school peers who were not dating in high school who seem to have gotten married like in now, like this time, like in our 30s, like they like reconnected. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, it's a weird, like you, you go, find yourself and then you meet somebody in high school that went and found themselves and they just kind of have that connection to kind of meet and you're like, Hey, this can work. And yeah. You catch that second win and you're like, Hey, yeah. we're both blowing in the same direction. Let's yeah. do this. That's cool. I, I mean, yeah. I, I just totally it works like, out. seems like a reasonable way to get with somebody. Yeah. Well, fair enough. All right. So how old were you whenever you met your, or how did you meet your wife now? Uh, you know, it was like modern love for sure. Like the whole, uh, I, just gotten divorced. She just gotten divorced actually as well. And then um, we we're both on uh, Plenty of Fish was the raid. That was the Tinder. I remember Plenty of Fish. I did that one back in yeah. 2010. Yeah, 2010 uh, Tinder for sure. And so it was like, actually, I don't even know what Tinder looks like because I've been with yeah. her since then. But uh, yeah, that was, you know, we, we she actually poached me. I had some, you know, I was doing the music thing then. So I had some like nice, I probably had, I, I'll say I, I most likely had the best photos of mm-hmm a man on the plenty of fish website. Cause they're like professional, like, photos. Oh yeah. And yeah, so, totally, you know, yeah. I, I got a lot of propositions and, but she was, uh, you know, got caught me pretty early yeah. in, the, in the, in the cycle. And so we just hung out and you know, we got along. It was funny. It was one of those like really awkward, like first date things that I didn't think I'd ever see her again. And then, uh, I don't know, just something happened. We had a connections, you know, it was one of those, something happened that night where my roommate was blasting. Everybody loves Kung Fu fighting. Mm-hmm. And it was like really awkward for both of us. And like, it was a strange night. But then like the next day I just texted her like, everybody loves Kung Fu fighting. And then she said, huh, you know, like on the text back and then said, Hey, let's call it again. And it was just that, it was just that little like spark. Yeah. It's like, you know what? She Screw knew it was it. awkward. Yeah. I knew it was awkward. We both kind of felt like this was terrible, but like the fact that she had that little sense of like humor to like, like, you know, it was silly. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, I mean, that's, yeah, that sounds like what the, the true kind of connection is I had some hilarious dates off of Tinder or not Tinder. <laughs> I never did Tinder. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was, I'm settled. You're like a little older, like just yeah. slightly older. Just than me, a, right? Yeah. I'm three years older than you, yeah. but, uh, no, but I, but I totally did plenty of fish. I have, I have two friends that I maintained a friendship with. We just, I've never actually met them in person. We mm. just would, would text back and forth and through the app. And then yeah, eventually yeah. you get the trust up and you become Facebook friends. So, and nice. it's one's one lives in Hong Kong. That's wow. why I never saw her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, uh, the other lady was, um, from Mexico, hmm. from Mexico city. And she was just fun. And I, and I know that the, the, the Hong Kong lady is still my friend on Facebook. Cause we actually, I've been going back and forth with her since the whole Hong Kong thing with like, yeah. the government, stuff so she's super you know she's keeping me well informed to an extent 
I'm pretty sure she's like leans way more towards the whole very conservative Chinese side of it. But uh, who cares? I'm not over getting there. some information at least, you know. Yeah, I know. It's it's at least interesting. And then uh and then the other lady, I don't know if I'm still friends with her on Facebook anymore, but but it was fun. We just went back and forth for a, a while. But so you met your wife on Plenty of Fish and then uh how long were you guys like together for the, the uh, whole proposal and things and so we were together. We had a kind of a really chaotic like entry to to our relationship. It was like a lot of wheels were turning when we met, and so like um, when we were first dating, the first couple of weeks we were just like you know really very super casual, and then uh, about a month into it, I um, had my roommate situation where we, we all were leaving the house, and so we all had to find new places to live. Yeah, and me, you know, my my brilliant twenty three year old brain was like, hey. I'm just going to live in my car and shower at the gym because I still feel like that'd be my default. Like I say, your trajectory. I feel like if everything went to hell and I had no family anymore, I just live in my car. If I got, I got a fallback. It's going to be living in my car, living in my car and going and having a gym membership, you know, just like you shower there, use the internet, you know, whatever. That really does make sense. Yeah. I was like, I I have no reason to live in a house at that point. And so I told her that and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to live in my car for a while, save some money. So you are insane. You should just live in my apartment for a little while. You can sleep on the couch and, you know, which never obviously happened. I yeah. slept in her bed. But like, uh, you know, and I, I literally after a month of knowing each other, I moved in with her. Yeah. And it was like, and, but you know, that, and you know, we had to really find out who each other were for those first couple of months. There was a lot of like, yeah. Uh, me being taught how to behave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, whenever you're, yeah, you are, you're entering into someone else's space and you just pretty much, but you came out of a marriage. Yeah. See, that was the other thing for me where I was married and then I was divorced and single for a long time. And so is my wife. Now she was married and single for a good while and really liked being single. And so yeah. did I. So whenever the whole moving into one another's place came in, it was just like, I didn't want to give up what I had. Yeah. And she didn't really want to give up what she had. So we had it along. We had to like be very like, these are what we're, yeah. this is a hell of a commitment. Yeah. You know, cause it's like, I don't think I get my place back if you kick me out. Yeah. You know? And it was like kind of a weird opposite. Cause you know, the dynamic of her ex-husband and my ex-wife was like, she had the dynamic where he was real controlling and real, like, you know, even abusive and all that stuff. And yeah. like, to the point where she had decided that she wouldn't take anything like that, even in the slightest form. Mm-hmm. And then I came out of the way to being very dominant to where like my ex-wife would unfortunately got to the point where I was so toxic and she was so toxic that I could just, she just bend forward and backward. Anything I said, she just, whatever. Cause yeah. I was just like, we were both so over it and she was yeah. just like, whatever, just I'll listen to whatever you, whatever you want to do. I don't care. And so like, I had this kind of weird, like toxic freedom and, um, so when I got with my, you know, my current wife living with her, like I tried to like kind of flex that muscle and then she was like totally not having it. Yeah. She, so you hit a brick wall pretty quick. Yeah. It was definitely like the, well, the good for her. Yeah. And she definitely was a hundred percent stood up to me, but I needed it. Like I was yeah. definitely in a, it's, it's funny cause it's hard to say I was in a bad place cause I, I was having a lot of fun, but it was definitely like a bad trajectory. Like I hadn't gotten out of control really, but yeah. I was on my way to getting out of control. So it was good that I met her at that time because I feel like maybe even another six to six months to a year of the, my behavior would have really led down a bad path, you know? Yeah. It's just that thing like hanging out with, with people that, 
you know, bad influences and all that kind of stuff. And like allowing myself to, because I'd never really experienced that. Cause I like kind of essentially sheltered myself by getting married and like, Oh, I'm going to be domestic at 18. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And so when I got 21 and realized that like, that's not what I want, I just kind of like, Pow, yeah. And I, I, I didn't even ask you, how old were you whenever you got your divorce? I was 20. I was, uh, I got married at 21 and I got, I separated at 21 and 363 days. Oh, okay. Then, so, yeah, uh, it was a very short marriage. Very short for you. marriage, yeah. Okay. And then, but we were together for like eight years. Yeah, 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 yeah but yeah. all that before then. I know, and that, I mean, that's just, I know lots of people that do that, and I've just, I'm always just kind of dumbfounded by it. I'm like, man, you were just together for so long. Why'd you even get married? Yeah. Because now you're just getting divorced. Yeah, it was just, totally just, a waste of resources. Lots and, of money. Yeah. You know? Fortunately, I, my aunt, who passed away, unfortunately, but she, at the time, she had a, family law firm so she just oh well, that's me great well that let me tell you i <laughs> don't have an aunt yeah, that, yeah and i've been through some hell of a custody battle oh man so, oh, i didn't have kids either that was yeah, that oh, was no, another that, good yeah. thing i didn't have kids and your wife didn't have any kids so you no. and your wife you just got married you both got divorces yeah. and then you just then whenever you guys got together eventually you had kids at what 28 is what you said yeah it's 28 and she's a little older than i am she's your age so, okay yeah, so she uh, so she's a cradle robber yes all yes. right all right <laughs> definitely and i needed that i definitely yeah. needed somebody who could like kind of hey stop being an idiot <laughs> yeah well that i think it's pretty badass i really do enjoy the fact that you walked into there thinking you were or not really thinking you were going to be a certain way you know you just you had been well trained to become this like dominant machismo or whatever you know i don't want i don't know yeah. about machismo I, but dominant male figure from your last relationship and you don't really know any better because you're you're still young as shit you yeah know? yeah and then she's just like no no that that was pretty damn close to the narrative like yeah. it was like me just i'm gonna do whatever the hell i want yeah and you can't you can't tell me anything and she's yeah. like not gonna happen yeah well that's wonderful yeah, well so. good for her yeah i mean it's and it's been a good narrative yeah. for our marriage and yeah. our relationship because i think that if she hadn't been that way i'd just not be i'd be still be a terrible i mean i'm not yeah. perfect in any means but i'd be like just a fucking terrible human <laughs> yeah yeah well that could happen all right so uh How's it working? I mean, because you're you're you are a uh, you, you're barista, as far as I know. You also work at another another bar area, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, I'm a musician, is and then really you're the musician. Yeah. 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 That, yeah, yeah. I'd say my career is musician. I uh, I'm a songwriter. I um, a lot of my attention, and my brain is constantly thinking yeah. of lyrics. And I apologize. I was I was going to end with, but yeah. you're a musician. Yes. So. I yeah. was getting there. No, it's it's okay. Uh, barista was a very small part of my life, man. Like that okay. was like, I mean, I was at Wake the Dead for a year, and I and I really appreciate the work. And Julie's okay. always been awesome and made good friends. Obviously, it's a good family yeah. to be part of. But uh, I had never had any coffee experience except for like you know a Keurig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Previously to yeah. that, and uh, I like coffee. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. yeah, I drank it. I, I like yeah. the I like the drug of caffeine, uh, but it wasn't. Like I had never steamed milk before. Yeah, I worked at Wake the Dead. So I mean, which is great. I mean, it was a really fun skill to learn, and I never expected to be in that spot. And it was really humbling too, because I felt like I've been a bartender. I can go steam some milk. It's like, man, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a totally different thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a door. I went. I was a door guy one time at a bar. And I was really good at that. And then I was like, well, I can be a bartender. And then I quit. (laughs) I was a bartender for one day. And I was like, this job fucking sucks. (laughs) And I quit. Yeah. And and I've been fortunate. I've actually never been a real bartender. I've only been a beer tender. I've only ever worked at breweries. Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of like, you know, my secondary career would be like brewery work. And that's 
where I've been most comfortable. I, I worked in a brewery in uh, Albuquerque for a long time. And then, um, and then I worked, uh, the first job that wasn't music I got out here was, uh, at Aqua Brew over here. And mm-hmm. I worked there for a few months and, uh, they turned into a bar. So I kind of, yeah, that's my right. Way yeah. Out. And they and yeah, and, and but they they're still a brew. They still brew, but they they've they've refoc they're they're more focused. I mean, they are focused on the brew. I'm not going to I I don't know what their Nobody's goals shitting are. on Ocker. I I have no idea what their yeah. their actual goals are. All I know is that I didn't want to be bartending yeah, like fair with mixed drinks. That's all I can say for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I just just one of those things like I always liked the idea of working for a brewery that really focuses on the beer versus everything else. Like Ocker yeah. Brew has a lot of uh turning gears mm-hmm. uh, where it's like they, they're a restaurant, a really nice restaurant. You know, they make these cocktails now and they're also a brewery. And I just kind of like the idea of working for somebody like, I'm just a brewer. We just yeah, make this is beer. What we focus We're on. really focusing on that. Yeah. And, and I've, even the old brewery I worked for in Albuquerque, although I still, you know, like them a lot and they're friends of mine and they kind of started doing food and stuff and actually started making spirits. Okay. And I'm like, I'm kind of glad I don't work there anymore. Yeah. It's just because, like, I, I mean, maybe it would have been fine. I would have liked it. But I just hesitate to kind of start splitting your focus and yeah. stuff like that. Because, you know, it, it's just who I, I don't like. I, I like to be able to tell people, like, hey, we don't have liquor. We just have beer. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it, it is totally. And it's a different kind of drunk, too, that oh, yeah, you're dealing yeah. with a lot, you know. For sure. You got more. I, I, I like to say, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't drink anymore. And there's a very good reason why I don't drink. And I did drink a lot of beer. So I can I can testify to to you can get angry on beer oh yeah but it is a lot harder because yeah. you are a lot more sluggish yeah you know it, you just get tired on beer i mean that's yeah. like that's, i mean yeah. i and i'm in the industry so i do drink a lot of beer but it's yeah. just like i tend to find myself just like i'm just gonna fall asleep at eight yeah well fair enough <laughs> it's kind of becomes my real my role but so yeah. where are you at where are you at now with, with where are you working now then if you're i mean you're doing the you, you're full-time musician or are you still over there uh at hops and grain yeah i'm a hops and grain i'm the uh general tap room tap room manager okay. front of house okay. manager uh so i work i do both I do manage all front of house staff and front of house operations uh, for Austin San Marcos for Hobson. Okay, Green. cool. Yeah. Well, that's good. All right, well, let's get back on task. That's enough about beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you see, how old your kid? Five. Five. There we, <laughs> we go. We started with this. I know. We started okay. with we started with kids, and yes. we somehow ended up in beer, which is perfectly fine because, like Aqua Brew, we have a lot of spinning wheels too in this yeah, uh, podcast yeah. conversation. Yeah, um, he's five. He's a uh, at school. At Mendez, where my wife also teaches, so oh, she's kind of like able that's to. That's just yeah, that's that's kosher right there. Well, it's it's easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> drop I, off and pickups, never. Yeah, I don't have to do any yeah. of that exactly. I'm just like bye in the yeah. morning. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you're here. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, will you get him up? Just no, because you're going to work with him. So. No, I do still get him up. I'm actually I try my best to uh, help because she's. Yeah. My wife is a. Uh, she likes to, you know, take care of herself and get ready yeah. and do do the whole makeup thing and yeah. And uh, so Cash, who's my son, is uh, who I I definitely I get him dressed every morning. I get him all of his get fixed up. I make him his breakfast. I get him his lunch ready, and yeah. also get my wife's stuff ready on top of that, just to give myself a little pat on the back. But you know, so she she I do do my 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 time in the morning, which is good. And like I said, like earlier when we were talking about meeting even today it's like i like to help with the night routine too just oh yeah no that that is a big thing i mean i know like you came into my world when where i'm just like eat some meatballs and here's some some ramen noodles i've got stuff going on but but you also have two so i feel like it's different it is different and also i've got a 13 year old and and then a nine-year-old so so they're a little bit they're just that that one step you know they can feed themselves yeah yeah. but for the most part i really do 
we try to actually sit down and eat meals. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is really important to to, to us to do that. You know, well, and it's funny because I think we do a lot of other things together, but we actually don't eat meals together very often. Ah, well, you know, I, and, and it is one thing. I grew up in a really crazy household that didn't do a lot together, but we did eat meals together. I was used to working in the, the that was the one thing that I've got to like get out of was from the from the radio station was just saying and we're live because we were actually never live. So this is all it's all special effects. Yeah. Very, very, very special. So you get your five year old and you, you work out your routine with your wife and and it just it just really it's really cool. And I have to say this. I just I I really do appreciate whenever you just meet people like how long have y'all been married for now then? Well, well, we're married a little longer than Cash has been born, so it'll be six years March 1st. Okay, so y'all yeah. pretty much like got married and had a kid. Yeah, and uh, kind of like uh, I think what I was trying to even say before a little bit with like our marriage and how everything was chaotic at first, yeah. like our relationship, like moving in with her. Uh, so she actually... <laughs> We we joke about it, you know. It, it it's not it's 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 true. We were supposed to, we were each other's one night stand when we yeah hooked up over plenty of fish yeah. And like I said, it was really awkward and you know all that stuff. And uh, anyway, she actually got pregnant uh, after the one night stand. Oh okay. Yeah. And um, but it became a miscarriage unfortunately. Oh okay. Well, that's a drag. Yeah, it was a drag. I was act- it really affected me emotionally. Like I was very yeah. disappointed because I mean I've always wanted kids and I've always wanted yeah. a lot of kids and now that I have a kid, I only want one. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we were. She also always wanted kids, and she was trying for kids with her hus- her ex husband at the time, and never had kids. And I never tried with my my ex wife, fortunately, but um, I did always want kids. So did, anyway, did y'all talk? Did you and your ex wife ever talk about like the prospect of having kids? We did, but it was never serious. Like, yeah, I just, it was just kind of like one of those things. Yeah, like for some, I always wanted a lot of kids, but for some reason. I guess something inside me was like, I, I can't even honestly say there was a time I genuinely wanted to advocate with my, my yeah. ex-wife. And, uh, you know, for, I don't know why. No, <laughs> no it's funny. I, I, I mean, I, I, so I, I'm, I'm fixed. I got my vasectomy, yeah. but, and, 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 uh, me and my wife, my wife and I, we, we don't want to have kids. Like we have, we have, I have a daughter that's 18. My son is 13. And I have a stepdaughter that's nine. And, but we, there's some nights where we just really we're just sitting there in bed and it's just like, man, 
we would be really good parents if we just had one kid, you yeah. know? And I just think about, like, I could do this with you all over again. But at the same time, I realize that, like, reality kicks in. I'm like, we're almost done. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, my retirement's coming soon. Yeah. It's it's one of those things, like, you know, I, I always really wanted kids, and that was kind of like, my wife kind of wants another kid. I, I know I feel bad because I, I really am pretty dead set of not having another kid. I mean, yeah a lot of anxiety about the world ending and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I'm no, just like, yeah. I really don't feel comfortable having another child and being like, Hey, you have 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's about to be up uh, three more degrees, Kelvin. And uh, well, we're all fucked. So yeah. 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 Here you go. Kid. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So back to what I was saying with, uh, when we we're first together after the, the miscarriage, we kind of both decided that, well, we both want kids and, you know, you you have good genes and I have good genes. And how about we have a kid together despite our relationship? So oh, our okay. plan was like we could always co-parent despite what yeah. we do. You know, like if we fall, stay, if we ever fall in love and we get married, that's great. But if not, we should try to have a kid. Yeah. Wow, we, that's deep. Yeah. So we just decided that's what we wanted. We wanted a kid yeah. despite our relationship. And so and we, I think the miscarriage kind of really put that, a, a mark on that, which is true. I, I genuinely felt that way and I still feel that way. Like if. Even now, like if we split up, I'm happy we had a kid together because yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so that was kind of our plan was like, let's try to have a kid. Yeah. And um, whatever. I'm not worried about getting married. We both obviously just gotten divorced. We're like not thinking about getting married at all. Yeah. But we never were able to conceive. Uh you know, we were together for a while and never prevented anything. We actually tried. Like we actually did like the whole like, uh, you know, ovulation uh temperature yeah and, oh all, yeah, yeah all that whole you know everything yeah, i'm like, ready yeah 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 it's funny we really tried hard and um then after i think i don't know i think it was like two years we just kind of i guess this isn't gonna happen yeah now we're both too chicken to go to the doctor and be like hey what's yeah well wrong? nobody wants to find out bad news yeah and, and if you're not if you're like trying to do something and it's not working it's not working then you go to the doctor and it's like well it turns out that you you all your eggs are gone, you know, or whatever the hell reason, or yeah, or you know, your your sperm's not strong enough. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. We just didn't want to even deal with that. So it was, you know, is the classic kind of like we stopped trying, and we really did though. It was a genuine. We just stopped yeah. caring about it. We we were no longer checking temperature. We were no longer thinking about it. Um, we actually, I got a dog, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's kind of like, I feel like that's getting a dog. It's kind of like that last, like, okay, I guess we're not having a kid. Yeah. So I'm just getting a dog. And then, uh, I had the dog. I think I had the dog for about five months and then she got pregnant. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And it was totally like, I mean, it's funny. Cause like you said before, like, was it a surprise? Was it planned? Like it was planned sort of, but also a surprise at the same yeah. time. Cause we, it would have been a plan had it happened within that two-year time period. Yeah, fair But since enough. Yeah. we had stopped trying, it kind of became a surprise. Yeah, everybody just kind of relaxes and the bodies go, all right, it's time. Yeah, I you guess. That's yeah. I don't know. That's it's, all, it's such a that's weird thing. I mean, yeah. my, my, all my kids, well, I say all my kids. My daughter was conceived by by an 18-year-old me, so it didn't matter. I, I could have probably impregnated a, a tree at that at that age. <laughs> yeah. my, I was I, ready my, to go. My boys were ready, yeah. you know, and, uh, and she was young too, so there's lots of vigor there. Yeah. And then my son was just a whiskey conception, you know, yeah. just – Let's get married and have a kid, and then it, literally that's what we did. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say that's a good idea, no. but it was an idea. Yeah. You know. Well, and then I had actually proposed to my wife now um, a year before she was pregnant. So like, not even like six months or something like that. It was we. I proposed to her the Christmas before she got pregnant. So it was about. Cause I proposed to her December. 
2013, I guess. And then she... No, it was December 2012 I proposed to her. She got pregnant. We found out she was pregnant October 2013. And then we got married March 2014. And then Cash was born in July 2014. Okay. Wow. That's that's all just super quick. Yeah, well, I mean, I proposed, but I wasn't planning to get married for like another year or so. My my plan at the time was, I'm going to get out of debt, and I'm going to do all this, and then we're going to get married. And then she's like, I'm pregnant. It's like, oh, okay, I guess we should just get married now. Yeah. You know, oh, well, I'm getting more debt. Yeah. (laughs) No, I have a friend of mine that was uh, a super single bachelor guy, lived just down the road from here in a house that we called the Shanty. And, I mean, that's just where we went to hang out. We would go from his house, like go to the gym and go work out or – and or go for runs or you know whatever you know like this just it was our our gathering spot and all the roommates left he was there by himself and one day i just came over and he was just sitting there and he's like i'm gonna buy a house and get married and have a kid this year and i was like all right that's a that's a really that's a hell of a plan and by the end of the year i was helping him retile a house that he just bought mm-hmm. and his pregnant wife like was there with us it wow. was it was really impressive. I don't know how he pulled that off, but they are still People happily do married, that, man. Like, yeah. okay, like uh, my roommate, I was telling you yeah. when I was walking in, he, I, I used to, he, I picked on him so much. I, he like became my little brother, so I was yeah. always constantly giving him shit. And then he's like, "Oh, one, I just really want to get married and have a kid and get a truck and get a family and like all this stuff." And I was like. Well, get a better job and find a girlfriend. Like that's yeah. not gonna happen. Like, who do you think you are? Like, it just like yeah. this is this stuff doesn't just happen. And then within like three months, he like yeah got to go pregnant, proposed to her, got his bought his stupid truck. He hasn't bought a house yet, but still, just kind of like I'm like, man, you like dreamed it. Like, and also, what the fuck happened? Oh, and on top of it, he had like forty thousand dollars in student debt. Uh huh. And I mean, it's it's it maybe not the best way, but it got forgiven because his mom had some disability that she was claiming, and mm-hmm. then the government kind of like used her disability towards his loan. So his loan, he has no debt now. So he's like debt free. Fuck. Oh uh, my God. Has this guy, I just want to rub on him. Right. It's like, you he know? Had this weird, he just like full of good luck. Yeah. He just, he just manifested it in the, the, the hippiest, crappiest, I hate him sort of way. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah. I want to like rub on him and then punch him in the face. Yeah. Just exactly. Like have some bad luck on top so of come me on, taking man. all your good luck. Yeah. I just, and I just remember always just giving him, constant shit about stuff like this dreaming all the time yeah like, oh, just make a plan idiot <laughs> and I, was like, I guess they didn't have to but oh man all right so you you are a you're a full-time i would say you're a full-time musician um yes i mean yeah. it's my career it's hard to say yeah. like i guess well it's, it's I feel your passion in, math- it's your career, in mathematical terms i don't do music eight hours a day seven days or four well, six, yeah. five days a week whatever but yeah, yeah i my Career path and my, you know, my passion is definitely yeah, music. But yeah. you love the hell out of it. I mean, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I like to, I wish I, I like to call myself a musician. Although, uh, as you can see, I have one guitar left. I have a banjo that's well hidden. Oh, nice. And then uh, I just picked this thing. Actually, I just put strings on it and, and picked it up for the first time in probably about a year and a half to two years. Yeah. So not really much. My cousin is a, as a, as a, as a, he is a full-time mm. home-owning musician, which nice. is pretty wild to me. Yeah, I did the whole like full time only music thing for a long time, but I realized there was a for me there's two paths for music. I could either be a full time working musician, whereas like I'm out five to seven times a week yeah. playing bars and restaurants and stuff and making money. That's a good living, you know. You can make a good living doing that, and especially you know you 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 hone your skills and stuff like that. But I realized I'm a songwriter, not a not really that kind of like yeah working. Uh, playing covers and yeah. restaurant musician. I, I 
developed a lot of sadness doing that. Yeah, no, uh, I could, I, I, I feel you. I mean, just I can understand that. Yeah, because it's and a hard. That's a hard scene. You it know? is hard. It, it just kind of got tired of playing for tourists on Sixth Street, blowing cigar smoke in my face. Yeah, it was like I really was just sick of it, and yeah. uh, I was getting a lot of depression yeah. and uh, a lot of frustration, and then I was not doing even what I'm genuinely passionate about which is songwriting yeah and so because yeah, you were you were just playing i mean at that point you're just you're, you're like maggie may's just playing other people's music literally exactly yeah. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can i can just picture the whole thing oh no it's, yeah, yeah it was exactly that yeah. and it was uh and it was okay but yeah. it was like pretty unhealthy i mean it was unhealthy for lots of reasons mentally obviously just really draining because you know you, the reactions were like mild amusement to like general loathing of you yeah and then uh just drinking a lot because it's like you, yeah. your what pay, else you half do? your pay is booze, so yeah. you're just like, well, I guess I'm gonna take another shot. Yeah, you, you know, drink tickets. Here's your thirty dollars and your five drink tickets. Yeah, and it's like I just yeah. started realizing I was like, why am I just I'm just like killing myself? I'm not hanging out with my family because they're you know at school during the day, and I'm like at a gig at night, and then I get home at two in the morning like stupid and drunk and yeah. sick. Yeah, so I was like, I, I gotta just cut this out, and so I just refocused my um idea of you know what i want from music and realized uh that if i can get a job that pays well enough i can just work a little harder my music on off hours and it's like yeah we may be a little tired but you just got to find scheduling like basically my routine in the mornings i get up get cash ready my wife's breakfast and all that stuff ready and they're out mm-hmm. the door and then i play guitar and work on songwriting for at least an hour before i go to the gym and then go to work and all that okay stuff. well that's cool well so do you do like I don't even know. Like I, I, I was talking to my cousin of mine, you know, and he does like he'll do like these challenges for himself or with other other musicians just through, you know, through whatever connections that he has. Where they'll do like six songs in six days, where you have yeah. to write. You know, they they're not like great songs. Sure. You know, just written, music produced, and everything, just fully finished, but not you know, just they they can be slapstick songs. I mean, at yeah. that point. But, I mean, just a good way to keep your brain and fingers going. Totally. Right? I, I did a challenge when Cash was born in 2014. That year, I wrote a song every day, mm-hmm. and I had to record it. And it had to, my rules were like I had to have a guitar riff, uh, a chorus, and at least one verse. Yeah. So that was, and I, I did that every day for, for the whole year. Wow. And that was, my, that was my big challenge then. And then I've done other challenges in town even, like, um, when I was jamming with uh, – Sean and Ray um, with Youngsville for a while. We did like a song of the week where we'd produce a song and make a video for it every week. Oh, uh, wow. That was like in 2015 we did that. And then um, we also did another one, Coffee and Beer. We'd produce a video and like go to a coffee shop or a bar and play the song there and, you know, perform yeah. and stuff. And that we, you know, I, it's always fun to have those kind of challenges. And then even uh, last year I was working uh, with a company called Taxi. And they just, they solicit songs basically. They're like, oh, "Hey, we want this kind of song that sounds sort of like this, and it's this style and these kind of lyrics." And so you like you put it together and you try to sell it to them. Okay. Um, I didn't sell anything, and it was mostly like uh, confidence killing. But uh, it was it was a lot of le- I learned a lot though. My production skills went way up doing that. Yeah. It was like you're trying to produce professional songs for like you know on TV and yeah, commercials yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, they want stuff that they can really just, just grab a hold of yeah. and use. Yeah, and so my production skills went way up and I got good critiques. Of the, the good thing about the company is they actually didn't just like say, no, you idiot or whatever. Yeah. They said like, this is why we didn't pick it um, and they'll they'll give you critiques on your production, your lyrics, your vocal, everything. And so it really helped me get better. It was really frustrating but I'm glad I did it just because it like really Yeah, well, nothing else. You just chalk it up to experience and that's yeah. great. I mean, and you can, I guess you can always, re- you can you can go back to it. Yeah, 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 and it, yeah, I could definitely go back to it if 
I wanted to. But I, it's, I, I feel like I have conflicting feelings on it. It was, but I, like, I, I think it was more good than bad. It just ego wise was really hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's the whole thing, man. Is and and that and that's one thing that I've learned with with just having kids and, uh, man, you you gotta it. It's hard not to have an ego, but it's 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 just one of those things that like I have just learned to lose throughout the years, you know, is is and it's been such a relief for me to just go like I really deserve nothing that I have. Yeah. You yeah. know. No I I nothing's I, I don't inherently dis deserve it, you know. And and just kinda going from there, you know, yeah. with the whole that whole side of it. And then so how does your how does your how does it work out now? Like, I mean, where are you playing any gigs now or are you just... So now everything is very deliberate. Yeah. So like currently my project, I have an album that I recorded in 2016 with my old band in Albuquerque. And okay. um, we rented out like an apartment at like a, it was like a two bedroom apartment. And we actually just retrofitted to be a studio. So we like lived there for a month and just recorded uh, a whole album. But then I got sick at the very end of that month. So I couldn't record my vocals. And then I moved to Texas. Oh, that's always the fun. Yeah. Then I rec- then I moved to Texas the month after that. Yeah. So my plan was like to record the vocals in Texas, but then I got Texas got a near infection, and you know, then then I got another band, and we did those projects like the song yeah. of the week and all that stuff. And so that album never really got finished. Okay. And so now I'm just working on finishing that. Um, I talked to the guys, and I went there for Christmas, and I said, "Hey, we should just finish this album. I mean, you guys, your part's mostly done. I gotta just produce it and yeah. sing on it, which is cool because like I have this kind of like almost as if I'm a producer coming into a band." sort of perspective yeah, as if like yeah, I, fair you know, enough yeah like i was like uh, it's been a few years now you know so i'm like oh some of these songs aren't working so now my job is to make them work yeah you know and that's really a lot of fun and that's been my my project for the last few months and i'm hoping to get it done this year uh, i will I, i'm fairly certain i'll get it done this year this is how we know like we're older and adults yeah is that every nothing is done in a week yeah oh yeah you know? yeah you know, it's like we have kids and lives yeah so if if we just get it done within 360 yeah. Of those 365 days, yeah. I'm I'm perfectly ecstatic and happy with that. Fine. Yeah, and just like that chiseling away. Also just being, like I said, being real deliberate about my intention for the album. Like I have a really specific like vision for how I want the yeah. songs to be, what I want my lyrics to be about, what I, you know, want my mission of my band to be, mm-hmm. and also like how I play shows in the future. Like I want to make sure that the shows are presenting my music exactly how I want it presented. Because yeah. I was doing a lot of compromising because I was like just jamming with Allison and... um it was just acoustic and stuff. I was never really like a folk singer. I didn't want them like a rock and roll guy or like, you know, more modern pop edge too. Like I like kind of electronic elements. Yeah. And I kept just playing these like pseudo folk, almost country throat sets. And I'm like, this isn't really even me. Like I'm just doing this because it's all I can do. So yeah. I'm like, I'm that's what, yeah. That's what your environment right now is allowing you to be able to, and to even, just pull off. And even just like my, my, my uh, resources were only that. I can only, yeah. I mean, I really, unless I hired other guys, I couldn't do it. So like I said, talking to the, my old band in New Mexico, they're like, oh, after the album's done, we'll just tour and we can present it how we want it to be presented. Yeah. And I'll be like, so all of our shows will be like, this is how they're supposed to yeah. sound. Not like these acoustic versions yeah. of songs that I have. Well, how's the whole touring thing going to work? I, okay, so how, how does all that work really? Whenever you're, I mean, because you, you, you were talking about how you know you were playing gigs at you know till two in the morning you come home you sleep all day because i mean fuck you're exhausted you know and and you you really do you miss out on you know that time with your child given you still got a young kid yeah you know and that was i i i I, i'm assuming that that was you know he was a little bit younger obviously Mm -hmm. two or three years old or whatever and then but but looking at the prospect of touring or have you gone on a you have you done any kind of like tours now or or i've gone on a tour since he was born when he was not one yet i went on a two-week tour 
Okay. Um, and then, uh, fortunately, at the time, it was like I was uh, in a position where I had extra money from working at the brewery in Albuquerque, and then um, we were not paying rent. <laughs> so oh, even better. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, my wife was like on summer vacation because she was only she wasn't working. She was yeah. only. Um, uh, in school, so it was yeah. summer vacation time. So she was like, "Oh yeah, I guess you can go for two weeks." Because and then yeah. she's we have in New Mexico we have a lot of family support. So like her mom was there all the time, and it was oh, like, and yeah. he was that age where it was like he's so young that like her yeah. mom was just helping a lot, and so it was really convenient for me to go at the time. Um, I haven't gone to her since then, uh, so it's been you know. Pretty, and around here with the family support, is it mainly just y'all two? That's it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, her mom is now retired, so she does come like every three months or so. And during the summer, she'll take him for like a month as well, which has been oh, wow. pretty that's, fun. That's <laughs> no, no, no. I know there is no love greater than not having your, your the kid that you love for a month or like even two weeks. Sometimes yeah, yeah. you're just like, man, because y'all y'all really do. You get to reconnect with your wife yeah. in like so many different ways. You know, right. even with my wife, we don't have a child together, but we have kids. You yeah. know, and whenever the kids aren't around on the weekends or something, and we get together. And we just, we can sometimes, we don't leave the bed, you know? We just, like, just lay there and watch the no. news and TV and yeah, shows. totally. You know? And then, and, and or or we, we actually, like, go somewhere. Yeah. Go know? on a real date at, a, yeah. like, an actual restaurant, yeah. not like yeah. a fucking diner. That's yeah, like, yeah, know? a diner or a buffet. <laughs> yeah. Kids are badass for buffets, man. Yeah. You know? Get your money's worth that way. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get the cheap buffets. I don't spend more than $20 on a buffet for a damn, for a kid. Oh, they yeah, they no eat way. like a chicken McNair. Like, I'm full. Can I have some ice cream? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's not how that works. You know? Yeah. You better eat your $20 worth of fucking ice cream and yogurts. Yeah, Jesus. Ugh. I, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to avoid... Uh, buffets with with cash. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not the best. Not not to be like that guy. Yeah, it's it's funny. I definitely catch myself being that guy with cash a lot. Like, yeah, I'm trying to avoid the things my parents said to me dietary wise. Yeah, because like my parents were like, "Oh, you go to McDonald's all the time, and you can have pizza whenever you want. You can drink sodas yeah. all day." And it's like my son's five and has not had a soda yet. No, I I I, I love the fact that no, so. My mom thinks that I'm like a comp- – my mom, I thought, was a Nazi whenever I was a, a kid. And uh, so whenever she um, – oh, shoot. Um, just the way that I was raised with her and just and like the, the, the different types of food that I was never allowed to have or, or to have, you know. But it was like – it was. I was raised off of – I think we, we all were. It was just junk food. Yeah. You know, Sonic, Dairy Queen, McDonald's. Yeah. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, you know, it's good and stuff. that was like, I was, it's wonderful <laughs> yeah. stuff. I still find myself. Oh like, yeah, I want to. I want the the double quarter pounder, you yeah. know, thing. But I won't take my kids there. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> you know. And I just, I'm just, like, yeah, you know. So it just, it just, I, you know, I just, it's one of those. It's just one of those things. And I hate being that parent that's like, I don't want to be the sugar Nazi parent, but I am the sugar Nazi. Oh yeah, parent totally. Because we know. Now, and the thing is, I try to explain this to my mom, I'm like, it's not like the fact that I'm suffering for like diabetes or anything like that, but it's just that the amount of information that's out there now, and yeah. it's so prevalent, like, I know what sugar does to your brain, yeah. and I can s- not just see it like how the kids react to it, but I just know like what it's doing to their brain, <laughs> like it, it hits you like cocaine, Yeah, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like trying to explain that these things are just unhealthy on so many levels like yeah just, yeah I, I i i mean i try to like avoid too much cheese i try to avoid too much sugar it's like 
yeah. you know, my, my mom, my, you know, his grandparents are just like, their minds are like blown. Oh, yeah. They're like, no, no, no. We give them suckers when they wake up in the morning because they ask for them and then followed with bubble gum and a Coca-Cola. Yeah. And, and he you gets know? that when he's uh, when he's with his grandma. Yeah. No. Know? And that's the way. And, and, and it's funny because that's the way that our kids are. But they're like. I took a sip of a Pepsi. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, well, did you drink the whole thing? No, but I got a sip. Yeah. That's all that I could handle, you know? Yeah. So I really feel like with that, I have achieved something. I, I, something struck me, and it's funny because it came way before I had kids. I was probably even 18. I was reading an article. This is back like when video games, like the first Grand Theft Auto came out. Yeah. And like there was like this whole, oh, video games are making kids murderers. Yeah. And, um, I remember some video game developers talking about how they have kids and their kids aren't allowed to play Grand Theft Auto and they acknowledge that, yes, my kid isn't allowed to play Grand Theft Auto at my house and I 100% know he's going to his friend's house and playing Grand Theft Auto. He's like, but the fact that he knows I said he can't do it is very important to him. And And he, since I'm his father, and I said, hey... You can't play Grand Theft Auto. He knows when he goes to his friend's house that he shouldn't be playing it. So yeah. it's a big effect on his brain. So it's kind of like the same thing. It's like if I tell Cash, like, hey, you can't be eating candy, you know, unless you've had whatever, you know, once in a while it's yeah. a treat or can't be having soda. He knows he's not supposed to. So if he goes somewhere, obviously that's going to have it. He realizes that, like, even though if he makes the bad choice, he knows it's kind of like he said, I got a sip or I have a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? They understand that it's, like, not just something that we don't care about and it's, it's a big effect on your kids i mean i to a fault listen to a lot of the shit my dad said you know, I know man it's it's amazing how much i i just want to say like i'm not my parents you know and then to a to a, a large degree i'm not you know like i mean oh, yeah. my, my dad died when i was real young i'm still alive so there, <laughs> there's one thing yeah. you know I'm, I'm still sucking air you know and uh and and I'm not so I'm, I'm not I'm not as religious by any stretch of the imagination that my that my, I was raised to be. You know, mm-hmm. I, I went the polar opposite. You know, Catholic or what is it? Uh, no, 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 just Southern Baptist. Oh, and then non-denominational. <laughs> nice. So it's like no, no, yeah. It was it was wild. It was a whole like parts of my family would speak in tongues at church. Oh god. You know, and then the other part of my family would go to church on Sundays, and then then all the the rest of the week just you. you you would never know that they went to church, but then Sunday would roll around because it's the Baptist. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. And what about you? I mean, are you are you religious at all with your mm, with your? No, not at all. Um, my wife is like a aggressive uh, atheist. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I am, already like her. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty agnostic. Like okay. I'm, I'm kind of like I. I find a lot of um, power in prayer in a sort of therapeutic, meditative sort of thing. Yeah. Like I don't necessarily believe i'm anybody is on the other end of that yeah. phone call but it's kind of nice to kind of no you know, i know yeah i feel you man like if you can just stop and just you, you you i mean you really do you're just stopping you're taking in whatever you need to take in the air around you you're doing your belly breathing yeah and you're in you are your, your mantra yeah. is just your prayer you yeah. know no and exactly you just ultimately i mean it's like fake it till you make it and then or not, you believe in it, but either way, it's gonna like have some kind of effect on your brain and your physics, you know, and everything. For sure, know? and it's just one of those things. Like I, I was, I wasn't even really raised Catholic. My family's Catholic, but like we didn't go to church on every Sunday. We were they just claimed claim to be Catholic. It was like I was told I was Catholic. Yeah. I was like, okay, if, you did know? y'all do the, the Easter and the Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like the, yeah, the Easter mass, the Christmas mass. Yeah. We, you know, and I did that one time with a friend of mine that was Catholic. I went to a Christmas mass, and I have to say. I, I got to give it to the Catholics, man. 
they they have a hell of a mass. Oh yeah, like it was neat, you know. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm not a believer, and I wasn't a believer then. I I wasn't a believer at a very young age. I just nothing about the Bible or any of that ever made sense to me as a kid. And whenever I'd ask questions, and they would explain it to me, like, you know, oh, well, it's my belief, or it's you know this and that. I just I would go, okay, you know, thanks yeah. for explaining. But but in my back of my head or in the front frontal lobe of my brain, it would just go, that doesn't make any sense, bro. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. like you should think about science. You know. Yeah, I wish, I wish I was like had like that kind of like discerning brain. I, you know, I, I think I when I was young I wanted to believe in religion. I also like, you know, if you can't tell, I, I like to talk and kind of be self-involved a lot. And so I felt like if I could be like a little bit more like, you know, hey, I I like this God stuff and it gave me attention to be like, sure, yeah. you know what I mean and stuff like that. Yeah. And I learned my prayers and all that stuff, and it was impressive to like the people. It's it all about showmanship, you know, like. I mean, yeah. that's what, that's what I, whenever I see priests now, I, I, I have to like bite my tongue not to laugh. Cause like I see them, they're literally like, this is maybe a little bit too harsh, but like, they're like failed entertainers, you yeah. know, they like go into this and like, they have their thing. They like, they put on a, a, a show. They're yeah. like, they're, they're very flamboyant a lot of the time. They, I yeah. mean, the good ones are at least, yeah. you know, and like, they're, well, and to say they're failed entertainers, some of these priests are millionaires. Oh no. So, yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah, very, yeah. <laughs> failure maybe isn't, is the yeah. wrong way to put that, but they're, yeah. As far as like, if they wouldn't have been priests, they'd have been stage actors. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's it's or, just one of those things. Motivational speakers. Yeah, exactly. You know? And, and yeah. they're all kind of one and the same yeah. as far as that goes. But it's just, it's interesting to see that as an adult now and like realize that's what my attraction to religion was, was kind yeah. of like the, the showmanship and like the kind of like pageantry. Yeah. And that was really attractive. And, you know, other than, I mean, the logic of it all was inconsequential. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just, that, that was just how my brain has always worked upon it. You know, it's just like, it just didn't, if it just like logically, I remember in Sunday school saying, I don't understand how you can get all those animals on the ship, you <laughs> yeah. know? And they like explain it to me in, in the way that, that they explain it to everybody. And I was still just like, I don't get it. Yeah. Know? And I'm, I remember those kids too. And I feel like I also agreed with them, but it was also kind of like, I just didn't care. Yeah. Like either, yeah, like and then, was, yeah. And then there was always that kid that was in there. It was just like, I don't care. I'm just here with my parents. Maybe we come. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I had know? to, I did the catechism and the first baptism thing or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I just, uh, or the communion. Yeah. That's what it was. So like I, I went to those classes and stuff. And so I remember like a lot of those questions and I really just checked out. Yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> just like, well, I remember I, so one conversation, so I don't drink at all because you know, I'm a lovely alcoholic or I like to claim that I am. And I had a conversation with this lady about taking communion. I was like, well, honestly, I just would never take communion because I don't drink and there's, you know, I don't drink, I won't drink wine. And she goes, you don't, it's not wine. It's the, it's the, the, the blood, the blood of, of Jesus, yeah. the blood of Christ. And I was like, no, it's still wine. Yeah. You know, like it can, you, it, it just, I don't want any alcohol in my system anymore, you know? Yeah. So I just think that's funny. But so, all right. So, man, you, you're not, you, you know, so you're not raising, you're, you're not raising, your, you're raising your kid to be a heathen, which yes, is good. Definitely. You know, my kids. He actually, uh, speak, he, speaking of heathenism, he was, uh, the, the other day he was singing, he was saying <laughs> double, but it sounded like he was saying devil because uh-huh. he was, arranging on the refrigerator they had like magnets like yeah, letter, yeah. Magnet, letter magnets and he's just getting to the age where he's really recognizing letters and stuff yeah. very well so he was like oh double double <laughs> double and I kept thinking he was saying devil but then what the icing on the cake for that was he started singing that nah 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 oh yeah because he loves to sing he's always singing that's awesome and I don't know why he sang that song where That's I thought he was better. like he's like nah nah 
Freddy is the devil. Freddy is the devil. And I was yeah. like, what's happening? I was like laughing hysterically because yeah. I mean, obviously he's not the devil, yeah. but it's just like the fact that like just somebody could, some religious person might like actually have a panic attack. Oh yeah, that no, yeah, that would be that'd be too good. <laughs> no, I, I have a shirt that says um, that I got from this camp breakaway thing that I worked at a while back. I didn't work there. I had to go pick up some kids. That's a whole nother story. But it says hashtag uh, I am God's plan on it, and. And I like the way the shirt fits me. It fits me well, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, my my nine year old, my stepdaughter, she one day, and she's 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 been able to read at a very young age, like private school. So just they taught her well, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think she was probably about six years old or maybe seven. But she just looked at me and she goes, "You're not God's plan." <laughs> like I mean, flat out, just like the way she said it, and it was just a drop dead, you know. That was that was awesome. That was about the funniest thing that she could have said at the time. Oh, man. Well, I want to wrap all this up. I, sure. I'm pretty sure we're good. I, I got I, I, everything yeah, I, I need. I'm not sure you what know? your trajectory is on the podcast. There is exactly. no trajectory yeah. other than I want to hear a story about two pair people that have a kid. And you're happily married, man. You yeah. know, So there's not like a whole lot of turmoil, which is great. No. So mainly it's just about you and how you interact with everything. But I do have my one question that I like to – I'm going to start to end. I end with every with everyone. I've only ended it with one other person. Sure. But – it's the classic, if you could go back in time and do it all over again, and you wouldn't know you had kids if you could go back in time, would you push that big red button? Um, I mean, I, obviously, yeah. I mean, I was already kind of going for it to begin with, so I mean, it never really wasn't an option. There you go. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you, sir, for coming in. And uh, Yeah, of course. Thanks yeah. for having me. And please do. And I would love to... Uh, Really, I really would like to, to if if you want to send me one of your songs, I'll close your I'll close this whole episode with your song. Sure, and it would be wonderful. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you.